0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience.
1: Hey there, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Passion People Podcast. Today, we are with Vikram, uh, the founder of uh, Deccan Coffee, and uh, we're going to learn about his journey. Uh, of uh, you know starting off as a salesperson in Airtel and uh, you know transitioning to someone who was a bar manager did like uh, various gigs in uh, Flipkart and I think um, his story is something that you all should listen to Uh, Vikram thank you so much for agreeing to do this with me
0: hey thank you for uh, considering me for this interview
1: (laughs) you're amazing I think uh, your story is something that everyone should hear Do you want to introduce yourself for our listeners? Sure. Before I start, I would like to say
0: like everybody has their own story and everybody has their own inspiration. Mm -hmm. It's what you do at the end which matters. uh, Before you sleep, before you go to sleep. Okay. My name is Vikram. I am from Mysore. Was born and brought up in Mysore. Uh, uh, Started early in terms of my career. I moved back to Mysore uh, year back in 2015. Uh, Since then, I've been working. uh, on my own passion, which is coffee. And I've started a company called Taken Coffee. Uh, we based out of Mysore. Uh, we basically deal with single origin coffees and uh, specialty export coffees, which are grown only in India. Uh, it's a home, homegrown uh, bootstrap company, which uh, which means that uh, we do not have any funders. It's just me and my partner who started the whole thing uh, just for the passion of coffee. Okay. And I would really like to tell you guys more about it. OK. Go on. All right. Yeah, uh, Deccan Coffee started in early 2016, January when I moved back to Mysore from Bangalore. Okay. Uh, I had a 8 year uh, career stint in uh, various companies, which mm-hmm. I'm going to be talking about, mm-hmm. uh, but Deccan Coffee started as my partner, uh, uh, his name is Shobit, mm-hmm. uh, he's doing his uh, PhD from the University of Tokyo and he was pretty much influenced by the coffee culture which is happening there okay uh, well, what do you
1: mean when you say like coffee culture like coffee shops
0: or what what all, what all does that include so coffee culture in India right now is very traditional to be honest uh, like filter coffee yeah filter most of there. us are I'm, I used to be like a filter coffee addict I'm from Kork and mm. uh, my my mom and dad we used to we used to drink filter coffee every day that's like the first memory I, I have of coffee mm. but uh, specialty coffee on the other hand so for example if you go to a normal shop or local coffee coffee shop Hmm. and you buy coffee the coffee is actually from multiple estates let's say 70 to 80 estates these all come into an auction they mix it great and they sell it to the uh, shops Hmm. here in Mysore. but what uh, specialty coffee is it's it has another term it's called single origin coffee so it's just from one place one estate one estate and they track which uh, plot the coffee is grown from and they store it accordingly Okay. So let's say a plo- uh, an estate has 10 plots, mm. they do not mix the 10 plots. Each plot harvest is taken and processed separately and stored separately. Mm. Uh, and the tasting and the processing, mm. the roasting, everything is done separately to anal- analyze the taste and the flavors. okay What this gives the farmers is an added advantage of uh, knowing what the coffee is all about. Mm. Um, uh, Small scale farm- farmers basically they just go and sell it off to the auctioneers or the middlemen who are uh, who are locally available right Mm, the reason that being that is they do not have the resources or the patience to get a valid buyer uh, Mm. uh, domestically or internationally okay Uh, some of the farmers uh, they really are interested in specialty industry they take care of their farms in terms of uh, how they grow it the farms i source my coffee from they are all bio organic uh, cultivated farms which means they do not use any fertilizers at all okay uh, uh, I have a, a farm in Aircard who is a family friend okay. who has a rainforest certification to his uh, coffee okay. and a UTZ certification. Uh, so, Which means to say the coffee is grown with the environment in, in mind. The and right. the, the estate is literally in the center of a rainforest. It's an Aircard, okay. it's a 80 acre uh, farm, mm-hmm. literally inside a forest. Mm. Uh, so, coming back to the specialty coffee scene in Tokyo. Uh, Japan is uh, so th- in Tokyo basically they source most of the coffees from Colombia and uh, Africa. Kenyan coffees are the yeah. most famous okay and Colombians are the most subtle in terms of uh, variants of flavors and advances okay uh, So each coffee has a different taste and uh, they specify the name of the farm and the farmer who's cultivated the process in mm-hmm. which in which it's been cultivated and uh, the brewing method is also very different. Okay. Apart from the filter coffee, you have an aeropress, you have a mocha pot, uh, you can brew with the pour over, seven more uh, types types of uh, brewing Mm. can be done actually. Mm -hmm. And each type of brewing actually uh, gives out various changes in the coffee and it's like I would consider it a perfect cup. Okay. Uh, And locally what coffee we get, it's mostly mixed with chicory. Okay. Mm, Which which I would not suggest anybody having. Uh, Coming back to the specialty thing. These coffees are export grade. Okay. Uh, so each so if a coffee has more of a soury or a bitter notes, mm-hmm. uh, it 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 the value of the coffee goes up because you have a lot of option for manipulation. You add sugar to something which is sour, it mm-hmm. becomes uh, very tangy. Okay. And if you add something uh, sugar to something which is bitter, it becomes blasphemously sweet. Right. Uh, so you have a lot of variations uh, which go mm. around. But if you are buying coffee from a normal shop where they do not know where the coffee is coming from. You have right. ten estates, ten different flavors mixed together. Mm. You know, what standardized you with the chicory, and exactly. then that's what exactly. It is. Mm, that's I mean, two thousand seventeen does. Let's I mean, I feel I mean, specialty coffee started in two thousand fourteen uh, by by a guy, guy called Mark Philip in the U S. in Tennessee basically. Okay. And from there, it's spread all over the world. And uh, right now, ninety two percent of the co- coffee consumers in the world mm-hmm. are specialty coffee drinkers. Okay, uh, so that's like a huge improvement from 0 to 92 in the last two five years. That's right. like a huge improvement, right? And uh, with Deccam Coffee, that's what we are also focusing on, you know. Specialty coffee in, uh, in India, yeah. I, uh, our motto is basically being simple and doing the best uh, mm-hmm. cup of brew available. And uh, we are not for targeting and focusing on uh, what do you say high end clients uh, like restaurants or mm-hmm. uh, you know, homestays or assets, nothing like that. We want to sell. Uh, Deccan coffee coffee which source which is been sourced from Deccan coffee to normal consumers of coffee okay and uh, we have an online store where we run uh, our day to day activities and our business from which is called co. okay
1: i'll share all of the links in the podcast notes so
0: oh, perfect that will po- be so. that will be great, be great. Hmm. Uh, and uh, it's been 5 months since we started and we have 1200 customers wow. Who, are, yeah i mean people who have bought once and people who have bought 7 times and cumulative is 1,200 okay. 1, people. 1, uh, and these are all homeowners. Okay. Who love coffee and uh, with the marketing and the promotions which we have done internally. I mean we do not from we are not promoted anywhere on Facebook. Okay. It's basically we of us- Yeah. we have an Instagram page, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter page. Hmm. It's basically like saying a hi and getting a hi back and that's how we are spreading the word across. Okay.
1: And all of this like you have a team that does this or how does it work? Right now
0: it is just me. I mean I have a partner who's just completed his PhD. Okay. He's back in Mysore but he's gonna take him some time to get so England. you're a one man army right all practically we are one man <laughs> army but we <yeah>, are trying to <laughs> And utilize most of my time uh, of, of every each day mm-hmm. uh, to do the best I can for the company
1: yeah I call you an army because I know <laughs> that you're working 18 hours a day <laughs> and you know yeah. that you're putting in that much of effort so it's really it's really something nice to see exactly
0: happening. I mean working for me like I mean when you have a passion for it you definitely will take the next extra step to right. achieve it right right, right. and c- c- counting hours on how much you work Sort of hinders your uh, mind, <laughs> but then when you don't think about it, and it's just like go have fun with it. And because mm-hmm. I work from uh, a place where they have all the coffee equipment available, and right. we are just brewing coffee and it's so fun, and, and that takes your time off, the mind off from the time you're spending on right. working. Right. Mm, that's what's you know driving me actually, and the passion for good coffee. Uh, roasting coffee is the best thing in the world, trust <laughs> me when you <they> say this <laughs> and getting valuable feedback. You should feedback.
1: take me to one of the estates sometime. We should. Then we should. Go.
0: So right now the harvest season just ended Right. Uh, uh, and right now the farmers are uh, basically selling off all the coffees, approaching okay. uh, different vendors. Uh, we've been approached by uh, around 18 farms because they, they found out what Taken Coffee does and the response okay. we've been getting from the customers but we cannot source all the coffees mm. Uh, Whenever we get a coffee, a sample of a coffee from an estate, Mm. uh, we do, we basically get 5 kg samples, paid samples, nothing is for free, we pay the farmer, they send it and we pay the shipping Mm. as well, Mm. Uh, a kg of the coffee goes into the roasting bin, Mm. we have different types of roasts uh, Mm. which are done, a medium, um, a semi-medium and a dark roast, Mm. Uh, we cup the coffees, we taste the coffees in these three different, all the three different roasts, then we send a sample to the CFT area of Mysore, Mm. where it undergoes a chemical composition test. So, let's oh, say uh, wow. yeah, it, it has to be done, I mean, mm, as a, if you love coffee and you drink four cups of coffee a day and if your farmer is using a lot of pesticides and a lot of uh, chemicals to yeah. grow his coffee, you that's not good. Yeah, I yeah. want to know what is actually there in the coffee before yeah. I make drink the it. next call to the farmer and say, okay, we're ready to buy it. Because right. there's a promise which we're giving to the customers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, good coffee is not just the taste. Yeah. It's it's called a bean cook, bean to cup because you you have to be behind the coffee from the day it sprouts till right. the day it you know, actually gives you for, for the first harvest mm-hmm. from there to my warehouse then to my roaster then to the packs from and then where i ship it to you mm-hmm. so it's like, it's a promise which uh, i would and like, me and my partner are very keen on specific on that's awesome yeah right now what we do is uh, the customers if a customer places an order right now like Today, Mm -hmm. we roast uh, the customer's coffee tomorrow, fresh in the morning, and uh, ship it to them in the next 12 hours. Okay, so So it's it's like freshly roasted all the time. uh, We don't have any pre-stored or pre-roasted coffees as such. Every batch is... uh, freshly roasted and the customers are really happy with it. Mm. Uh, this sort of actually hinders our business plan, you know, most of our... our scaling is going to be yeah, it's going to be really tough. Since right. we're co- con- consumer-centered, uh, mm. uh, approaching, you know, big uh, buyers and big sellers are going to be tough because they want a fixed inventory ready with them. Correct, correct. Mm, And uh, since we're just starting up, we cannot, we're not able to afford the, you know, the yeah, like right. a nitrogen packing mm-hmm. would actually uh, sustain the coffee for a couple of, three more weeks. Three okay. Weeks, three weeks more stuff but that's uh, an added inventory and an added expense so we are slowly moving towards there mm-hmm. but uh, roasting it daily i'm having a lot of fun so the customers to love it mm-hmm. so this is something which uh, we really want to keep uh, for the next couple of years
1: that's awesome but uh that, that's a fantastic that's fantastic uh, you you know the way that you speak about it itself right it just really shows how much you feel, how strongly you feel about it uh,
0: you've had my coffee you definitely know the difference
1: right? yeah so can you take us back a couple of years to you know, when you started working or how, how your childhood or your upbringing impacted how you who you are as a person or like uh, can, you, can you take us back to the Vikram who was uh, you know a few years before you, know, you started taking like, Court or you found your passion like what all did you do mm-hmm. and what are the things that you tried out and uh, what led you to this place? Right.
0: Okay. Uh, so I was I'm basically born and brought up in Mysore, I have uh, done my, all my schooling in Mysore, mm-hmm. studied in Rotary West, Vijay Vitla uh did my degree in Science uh, Vidya Vikas. So okay. I had two colleges where I studied. Mm-hmm. Uh, as uh, as soon as I what you say completed my 12, I was very interested in music. Uh, okay. That was something which caught my eye, like caught my ears basically, and I I I knew that I could do something with it because I had the you know i could actually tap to the music you know whenever something's happening i could actually figure out the timing and everything okay and i started playing the guitar started forming a band uh, that led me to getting a gig as a dj in a play. you know in a club okay uh, where i started handling events rock shows all this
1: is after your college or in, during your college this is uh,
0: when i was doing my uh, three year degree okay uh, this was when I was uh, 18, okay. almost 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, started doing gigs, uh, became an event manager for a club in Mysore. Uh, managed uh, to do around 48 gigs in two years, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say gigs, it's uh, rock shows, uh, precious parties, you name it, I've done it. Persian okay. parties, African parties, you name it, I've done it literally. Uh, three years got over. Things are going good, but ever, like, ever since I started working in the music industry, I realized that uh, music is something that you can pursue in the end only if you have the backup for it or the finances for it. Right. You know, I can be a good musician or a bad musician, uh, depends on how I practice. Right. If I have to practice 14, 15 hours a day, mm-hmm. I definitely need uh, the, something money. To, the money to back me up. Right. which I was not so keen on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I figured as soon as I graduated, I got a job in Airtel as a sales manager. Okay. I couldn't call myself a sales manager. I was a sales boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was a sales boy. <laughs> uh, my duty was basically to approach different vendors in the area who were uh, normal shops, mm-hmm. uh, talk to them about Airtel, get Airtel on boarded, uh, get them okay. mobile. Okay. This is the time when
1: Airtel was scaling up. Uh,
0: this is uh, when three, uh, two years before 3G Donald came. April okay. this is two years before that, okay. uh, and that was very exciting because I was in the I was I was an event manager and uh, what I spoke about went on in the events. But mm. then when I came out and I started <laughs> doing sales, when B two C sales, it is very different. You mean? Like, trying to convince them convince them to people to to carry. make a sale and to get a closure on, and we had targets. Oh, uh, right. We don't complete them. That's good. Whooped <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whooping starts like a trophy, mm-hmm. and that was a really good thing because that's. That drove you to Yeah, exactly. And the meeting so many people in the two years I worked in Edel actually made me believe that, you know, every person is different mm-hmm. and each person has a different uh, thing they, which they can teach you. Right. Like and it taught me how to think differently. Like if mm-hmm. I have an idea or if I have to do something, right now because of talking to so many people, I wouldn't say talking to so many people, because of my experience I can actually think in multiple ways, mm. uh, to one solution, a different perspective. perspectives, exactly. Uh, the two years in Airtel, I got promoted, then I got promoted to the sales manager, uh, mm. I was handling the south Mysore zone, mm. uh, t- 10 hour work schedule, mm. I loved it. Mm. Uh, then a uh, s- couple of incidents happened which made me decide to go to Lee Mysore and uh, search for opportunities in Bangalore. Okay. I didn't get a job as soon as I went to Bangalore. I did not. I started working under a chartered accountant. Uh, so
1: that's uh, a big shift. Oh, very big shift. Very very <laughs> big shift. Uh, this is <laughs> an office job. I was uh,
0: all out on the streets, basically, in mm. you know, a field work. So this is like a normal, uh, mm-hmm. day uh, sales field work sort of thing when I was in air Right. And when you go to uh, when I went left to I mean a job working Bangalore. This were corporate clients, so uh, yeah. from B two C it was B two B. And Again, never back to yeah, exactly. And uh, I never knew how to speak to those guys, the, the clients who were. So right. it took me some time to understand uh-huh. how a business operator uh, you know, interacts with you and mm-hmm. uh, how the discussions happened And all. Uh, luckily, I was uh, given three clients: uh, United Dry Goods in Bangalore, mm-hmm. uh, Flipkart, and uh, PCB. Mm-hmm. Okay. These were three three companies. Uh, whom uh, my boss, Zaidul, uh, I worked for, handled mm. and uh, luckily, I mean, since I performed good, Flipkart, uh, I, I was onboarded uh, on the Flipkart team. Okay. And I worked in Flipkart for, as a year and on under the contract basis. Mm-hmm. Then uh, later on, I got onboarded as an employee wow. of Flipkart, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and that is when I really think you know things are changing for me. Uh, Flipkart as such is like a wonderful place to work. to I mean, we didn't have a desk as such. Go into office, create a group, sit in a place, brainstorm, uh, do things mm. differently, do work differently, take a lot of coffee breaks. <laughs> but end of the day, we used to <laughs> <laughs> get get the shit done. Uh, literally get it done. Mm. And th- that creative environment basically, you know, enabled me. Since I was working in the field, in the field, mm. selling, selling SIM cards and recharges. Uh, working under yeah. the chartered accountant, uh, talking to various customers and clients, and understanding the like. processes, and being in a work workspace where uh, you are what you are, and you the work basically depends on you. You are the sole uh, responsibility person for the work to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really good. Uh, I was I worked in four different teams in Flipkart. Quality analysis and merchant onboarding. Okay. And when I moved to merchant onboarding, is when I actually realized how the internet was shaping the market in India. Okay. Literally. And uh, I can talk talk much about uh, the, my clients who I worked with, mm-hmm. but it actually was an eye opener because Flipkart has just start, started, Amazon had just become, moved into India, right. and there's a lot of competition happening between uh, Flipkart and Amazon. And the customers. The merchants, Mm -hmm. were very keen because they saw an opportunity in an online marketplace. Correct. And uh, since I was interacting with uh, the merchants and Mm -hmm. the uh, clients directly, Mm -hmm. uh, I could actually see the response and the progression in their business routine from day one. So uh, from let's say minus four to the plus four months, you know, Uh, zero being when they got on board to Flipkart. So that was an eye-opener. I worked in Flipkart for... uh, a year as a contractor mm-hmm. and uh, 3.8 years as an on-board on- on- on employee okay. mm-hmm. then i felt enough was enough because uh, not enough was enough uh, i woke in it till i had a boss his name was suresh mm-hmm. he was the zonal manager he told me one thing which stuck to me for like a long time i still there he said if you want to grow big you need to be a link first not in a link first okay. uh, Okay. Then you become the link, and then you actually become the chain. Okay. And translating it to a corporate work environment, mm-hmm. that's what people do. I mean, like if you want to progress further faster, mm-hmm. that's what you analyze, understand, implement. That is yeah. uh, the most important thing, which he taught me at the very early age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That sort of got me into the zone of basically, you know, let me start doing something, taking a break here off, mm. mm-hmm. and trying looking at different different opportunities okay uh, Come, uh, so which led me to a person named vimaya okay Bhimaya. so now
1: this is the first one first thing that you did was an Editor. the second uh, thing that you did was you worked under the same okay. the third thing that you did was you worked in flipkart yes now you're working for mr vimaya no, the fourth Bhima. one uh, okay. mr vimaya
0: mr vimaya is a, the most interesting person i would call him a mentor to be to be honest okay because uh, he's 2 years elder to me mm-hmm. but uh, like i know He's ruled his life. He's not ruined, ruled ruled. Okay. <laughs> ruled his life. Everything he set his hands on, eyes on, he's accomplished it. And uh, I met him because I was organizing events in uh, the DJ gig which I was handling mm-hmm. when I was doing college. And we got, got back and he had an interesting uh, idea of uh, making walking sticks. Okay. Mm, uh, it's called beam sticks by the way. Okay. Beam is beam. still running? It's he, still running, it's still talking. running. Uh, long story short. These are one-of-a-kind of walking sticks directly from the jungle. Okay. We used to collect all the fallen trees, branches, cure it, process it, put artwork on it, and sell it in free markets. Okay. And down the lane, we started, we opened a store in uh, Indranagar. Which obviously. is a very expensive and wash wow. place and in I Angler. Mean, to be honest, we were like shitting bricks when we, when <laughs> we, when we, when we, when we when, you know, paid the we advance. Like, Can we do this? But well, then it's still going on, it's still going on. Wow. And uh, what so... When we were working with him, since Bhimaya had a lot of, what do you say, uh, alcohol background. He worked in a couple of major uh, breweries in Karnataka. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got an opportunity to <coughs> set up a club in MG Road. Okay. And the club was named Drinks on MG. Mm-hmm. So initially, we both started working for the club, setting up the whole place. Okay. We had an architect, a main architect and we were the guys who were procuring and delivering stuff and okay. ensuring that things get done on time okay mm, the the what do you say, the the launch happened we finished the first set of set, first project in 3 months mm-hmm. and we got approached by the owners to run the club for the next 9 months okay and for a year and it was basically a 9 month thing mm-hmm. which we did and uh, with my experience and my interest we sort of learned. Uh, we basically knew everybody in the club segment, right. even from like filling a, a AC <laughs> gas chamber right. to the excise main boss. And okay, we, had, we were dealing with all these guys. Right. There.
1: Mm,
0: what I could actually get from working here is a different aspect of the hospitality industry, Right. Uh, where I'm talking directly to the customers and officials and vendors as Correct. well. And so it's well. like a nice uh, mix yeah, of, of. of members. my yeah exactly and uh, vendors as well, so mm-hmm. it's multitasking day in, day out, mm-hmm. 24 hours, mm-hmm. I've slept on the floor a couple of times, so <laughs> I, I'm proud of it though, like <laughs> And uh, after this is uh, when I moved back to my. so we finished this project. Okay, and so this is gig number 5 that is going. Gig through. number 5 is in Coffee right now, which is going. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm counting Beamsticks sticks as four and this thing Oh, the club as well. Yeah. yeah okay. I would come, okay, cool, no problem. Uh. Okay. Uh, that and with coffee, coming back to where my partner came by from Tokyo and I okay. was impressed by the coffee culture. Uh. Me and my partner used to sell coffee when we were in college uh, okay. from our estates. We used to get the coffee. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> 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 get the coffee from Kurg. girls. Shubit's uncle uh, was a supplier for all the local stores in Mysore. Okay. Uh, he was uh, supplying cigarettes, uh, chocolates, you know what he had and we were giving the coffee to him and that was like a really fun thing because we could actually see like every month 10 kgs increase okay. every month 5 kgs increase you know right. back in college we was just kids yeah and he came back and we were just having a laugh and uh, he initially he actually said could we do anything about coffee right. And uh, I actually, said, my mom works for the Coffee Board of India. Okay, she okay. Works so you're well so connected there. Yeah, well uh-huh. connected and she's been giving me coffee gan from like ever since I was a kid probably. My <laughs> earliest memory of coffee is uh, me watching my mom uh, do uh, rice rotis, okay. pork and coffee. That okay. was <laughs> back uh-huh. when you were in Yeah, cool. uh-huh. uh, so and she's been... Uh, Every time, she works in Bangalore right now, so okay. every time I meet her in Mysore, I meet her in Bangalore, she tells me a bit about what she's doing mm-hmm. and how coffee, the culture of coffee is changing. changing. Right, right. And when uh, Shobit came back to me and spoke to uh, spoke to me about this idea, mm-hmm. I was very excited. Right. We did have our doubts on, like, how are we going to do it? Uh, are we going to open a cafe? Are we going to open a platform where we can actually sell wholesale beans? Mm. Uh, but... Coming back to the concept of Deccan coffee is what we finalized on. The selling awesome. fresh coffee, fresh good coffee to normal consumers. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it to it may not, not making it mainstream. Not not making it that mainstream so that you know, we have to sell pre-roasted coffee. We, okay. We would not like to do that. Okay. Uh, selling fresh roasted coffee uh, is what we are doing. We do have a couple of uh, clients in Mumbai, uh, what is the agency, what is the marketing agency in Mumbai who buy okay. coffee. Okay. They have a consumption of around 15 kgs a month. Okay. Uh, but uh, so storing 15 kgs for a month is a big no from our side. Right. So we've uh, developed this what is the order structure wherein every one week we're sending 3 kgs of coffee so that you know, okay. 12 to 15 kgs get covered in the, in the oh, month okay, depending okay. on the consumption. Mm. And the freshness is key because coffee starts deteriorating the moment it comes out of the roaster. Oh, okay. um, the best uh, possible time to consume coffee is in the first uh, 9 days of roasting. Okay. After that, it actually lo- like releases most of its carbon dioxide. It gets uh, replaced with oxygen, and then it starts decomposing. Oh, okay, that's, so that's oxygenation. Happens. Yeah, exactly. So okay. that's what you get in most of the retail chains. Pro- if it's not instant coffee, normal home brew coffee. Oh, okay. Uh, starting bacon coffee was a big challenge in terms of uh, what do you say? Arranging stuff. When I say arranging stuff, uh, figuring out what platform we are selling on, mm-hmm. who our customer is, is, doing the market research for it, mm-hmm. finding out what uh, who our competitors are, what they are doing, and what, right. what, what we have to do differently. Yeah, differently, exactly. Once we figured this out, uh, we went into the logistics chain. Uh, so, as I said, supply, na- chain. supply chain basically. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, uh, it coffee is best consumed within nine days. Mm. And so for me to ship, uh, let's say, I'm take a normal courier for me to ship from Mysore to let's say Delhi, mm-hmm. it will take five days. Right, there is no point. Right, the the point, uh, point is the problem. the problem mm. is the point. Uh, so I back, got back to my Flipkart roots called a couple of uh, logistics managers who I work with mm-hmm. and uh, explain your situation yeah explain my situation ask them f- on, on, through mm-hmm. which I could deliver the coffee at the earliest mm-hmm. now which led me to the FedEx team actually FedEx, FedEx. India I was league. about to ask you yeah, yeah exactly FedEx have a wonderful uh, like overnight or priority priority yeah. Yeah. So. it does cost me but it's worth
1: it uh, are the customers happy
0: they are wonderful like relatively happy most of my competitors deliver the coffee on the Fifth day from the day of placing order, I delivered within the third day of placing an order. That's two days almost half the time. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And uh, it did take us a lot of negotiations with the FedEx team to make them understand and get the prices right. Mm -hmm. We can structure. We can't. Coffee is coffee. You can't price it at like a thousand rupees per kg or two fifty grams. Whatever you're saying, right? Mm -hmm. Things worked out really well in terms of the initial parts of setting up. Mm. and after that our promotions and our activities have been just online awesome. uh, collecting customer information mm. uh, but in the last 8 years of uh, me working for in working uh, mm-hmm. we manage the customer list and uh, we just been talking to the customers again and we, they, they are actually buying and that's how okay. we're continuing right
1: now okay that's awesome that, that's a fantastic story to uh, vikram I just did not realize time passed. I was so into as well. I think we were in the mood. Very zone. That that is in the mood. We were Completely zoned in. And that's awesome. Like before, like before, I generally wrap up. We do a standard list of questions. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's move on to the standard list of questions. Oh, i excited. So, uh, who are your role models and why? Uh,
0: Jimi Hendrix, because he taught me music and he taught me anything is possible. Okay. Secondly, Mark Cuban, because uh, he says. That you are solely responsible for your life. Okay. And that's what I believe in right now.
1: Absolutely. Uh, do you have any book recommendations for our listeners? Oh, I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <Sort> <laughs> but any way. Any movie recommendations? Movie. Uh, okay. Uh, positive, One movie recommendation. Pursuit of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. Will Smith, right? Yes. Okay. So, uh do you have any free time or what do you enjoy doing in your leisure time? I don't think we have any I free time. I don't have free
0: time as such, but uh, yeah, I do make myself free for like family, friends. That's okay. all. And I don't basically, weekends are always available. Saturdays okay. Okay. Sundays, okay. Like two to three hours a day or something on the weekends. Okay. That's most of uh, the free time I have.
1: <laughs> so, how, uh, Doing different things means a lot of overcoming a lot of self-doubt and a lot of fear of failure. How did you uh, like, did you have a process that you followed to like overcome your fear of failure? Did you have it at the first place or was the passion for it so strong that you were just pulled towards it? I
0: mean, no, no. I mean, I would uh, basically say the moment I wake up, I write the three lines in my book, in my diary. Okay. Of what I'm going to be doing today, what i want going to achieve in the next three months, what i want to achieve in the next six months. Okay. I write it three times three lines three times and that's how my day starts okay and uh, writing that has actually helped me overcome my fears because okay. uh, subconsciously I'm always thinking about what I want to do mm-hmm. and not thinking about my fears uh, everybody has fears <laughs> right, uh, right. but you're
1: conditioning yourself to being more on the positive side and see where you want to achieve okay that that's fantastic advice i think i'll start doing that <laughs> so okay next one uh, how do you feel about speaking about your passion and being part of an initiative that inspires others? Uh, to be honest, anybody can do it. All they have to do is basically open their eyes and uh, pick up the phone
0: start dialing. That's <laughs> what I would say. I got this from Wolf of Wall Street. But picking up the phone and talking to people and telling them uh, your idea or your... Uh, right. ask, you just need to ask people. You know, yeah. It works. Okay. Uh, they, everybody can be inspired. It's not like I'm being something special.
1: Mm-hmm. Anybody can do it. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about being a part of this podcast?
0: Oh, I'm honoured actually, I mean, to be honest, <laughs> this is my first interview, I'm saying this out loud, this is my first interview guys. And, I think uh, you've done a pretty awesome job. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot. I mean, I've just told, been humble about what I've been speaking about uh-huh. and what I've gone through. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot Naga, for the considering It is. It is
1: my, my pleasure Vikram. In conclusion, uh, I just want to ask, like, how accessible are you? Are you open to people like reaching out to you for like advice, or to sending you an email, friend request? Yeah, friend requests and messages are
0: totally fine. If okay. I want to meet somebody and if they don't ask me for advisors, I would say no. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely say no. I would just make, I just basically make them confused. Okay. I mean, if you want to know a, a particular subject and you want to know how different ways, I can sit with you as anyone in brainstorm. Okay. And that's what I'm good at.
1: Okay. That, that's, that's good enough, I think. Mm. That's good enough. I'll, I'll share your uh, links and your emails and the they can copy link. And wow, everything. Amazing. I just wanted to thank you again, Vikram. It's been a wonderful interaction. Thanks a um, lot. Thanks again. Thanks a lot, Nagar. Thanks a lot for considering me. My pleasure.